my shorts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee. We're taking a small break over the holidays and we'll return with brand new episodes in early February 2022. Until then, I'll be delivering a number of compilation episodes showcasing the best moments from 2021. Episodes regularly go out every Monday on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon and Audible. A visual element is also available on YouTube, which goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters on Saturdays. So if you'd like your early access, head to patreon.com forward slash Under. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and the like button down below. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. It really helps. Please enjoy the best of the Daily Down Under podcast 2021 part one. This, the time off, of course, hasn't been without its own disaster stories on our end. Um, there's, always, there's always disasters going on with like couriers and stuff like that here. People love to hear about these stories. Basically me just having a moan about trivial things. Um, um, we had a, um, a JB Hi-Fi Boxing Day disaster, I'm going to call oh. it. Um, I went and said they had a deal on, which was like buy two, get one free on like family titles. I think that was the deal. Um, which essentially came to like came to like seven bucks a title or something like that. I can't remember. I got a bunch of stuff. I went through, and the girl behind the counter was having like trouble, like ringing it through. And then yeah, I was thinking, right. oh, what's gonna what's happening here? And she sorted it out and put it all through and rang it through. And then and when I left, I kind of thought, I think I paid too much. So I've looked back over the thing, and it was like eight dollars more I'd paid than I should have. And I thought I would go back and try and sort it out. I went back in. And they took ages, like 10, 15 minutes, trying to sort out what had gone wrong. Um, and they eventually got it sorted and I got, like, my money back. As nice as the stuff are at, are at this particular yeah. JB, they don't think it was a brain surgeon. Yeah, I know, I know. They were just kind of trying to figure out what's going on. It wasn't on, hard to work out. Um, so anyway, I got my money back and then I got home and I realised one of the discs that I bought I already had. That's right. Now, usually I'll check the app on the phone to see if I've got – Something I didn't on this because I was sure I didn't have it. Because we've got, we got, we got an app. Yeah. We've got an app that we catalogue all, all of our stuff on. Yeah. So that we know, because we have so many of them, we just yeah. need to keep track of what we, mm-hmm. and it's good for, good for people like me. Yeah. <laughs> can always remember forget. what the hell mm. we've got and what we don't have. Yeah. Um, so I can sort of just check when I'm going through and I try not to go through without you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a well, bit I'm of, usually bit of I usually know what we have and what we don't, but it, maybe it's a sign of getting old, though. Well, maybe I know there's a lot of things going on. I'm getting, I'm pushing thirty this year. No, you're not pushing thirty. I am thirty this year. <laughs> I'm pushing thirty right now until my birthday mid year. Um, but yeah, so I I kind of usually I'm usually I'm switched on. I know what's going on, and I would and I will check the app if I'm uncertain about something. But this title, I was certain I didn't have it, so I grabbed it. I got home. I was like. So we went back to a different store the next day because we needed to go to the to the other shopping centre for some reason. So I thought, I'll just take this back to the other to this store. I took it up to the counter. I was like, all I want to do is I want to swap this disc over for this disc 
And because this one I wanted to swap it over for was a little bit more expensive, I just want to swap these two over and pay the extra like dollar dollar something that it was. And it just said, just just I want to send this back and I'll pay the extra for you to swap this over. The guy was like, I don't understand what, you, what you're asking. I said, okay, I I want to I want returning this, and I want to get this one, but because this one's more expensive, I will pay the extra to swap it over. I'll have to get the manager. The manager comes over. The manager doesn't know what the hell I'm going on about. And he's like, oh, I see you've already had a refund on this order. I said, yes, because they stuffed up at the till at the other store. And he says, oh, yeah, well, I think, you're, I think you've already won out of this transaction. I think you're, you've come out, you know, $8 more than you should have. It looks like you – I'm like, no. I was like, no, they stuffed up at the other end. And all I want to do now is swap this disc for this one and pay like a, the extra dollar something. They didn't understand it, no. and it went on for not ages and ages. The the manager pulled us to the side. I'm not one to want to like cause a scene or anything in a store, um, and we just kind of went to. And the it was side. only it was only like seven bucks or something, wasn't it? It was so like it wasn't, so it wasn't going to so break small. the bank exactly or anything, right. But, but it, for me, but it got to a point like yeah, fuck this, we're going to fix well, this. Well, yeah, exactly. Got to sort this well, out. He, we kind of went around in circles, and he's trying to explain the system to me how it works. I'm like, I understand the system. I understand how this works. Buy two, get one free, whatever. I said, well, all I want to do is swap this for this one and pay you the extra money. I will give you the extra money to just swap it over. And he's like, oh, I don't understand what you're trying to say. You've already got this disc. You've already got the, you know, the uh, the refund. And I, was like, I just said, you know what, I, I can't be bothered with this. I'm going. I was like, just, I'll, I'll take this. I'll sort it out. And we kind of, we're about to leave. And I thought, you know what, stuff it. Yeah. As you said, it got to a point where I was like, I've been here long enough. It's probably taken 20, 30 minutes by this point. Yeah, I'm exactly like, right. on principle... I want to just Cause, cause get it was this almost, sorted. He was almost accusing us of trying to rip them off. Oh well, yeah, and that's yeah. what that's what he's and doing. And start, it was getting really and I thought, enough. I was, start, I don't get annoyed. Well, I get annoyed a lot, but I don't get like fired up that often. But I was starting to just get a little agitated, and I didn't want to like I don't want to be rude or, or you know mean or anything to a store store assistant. I've worked in retail. I know what it's like. But to know that I was. All I wanted to do was swap this over and just give you a couple of extra bucks, but then getting almost like accused of, oh, you know, oh, it's just sort of, you've already won out of this transaction. We've given you money. I was like, that's not the point. Anyway, so I was like, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to figure it out on the website um, what the cost of the thing should have been so I can show him what I'm talking about. So I did that, took like 10, 15 minutes, and then I showed the guy and he's like, oh, I think he finally understood what I was trying to say. And then went over to the computer. He's like, "Let's just ring this in." He's like, "Let's just do a, a mock trans, a, a mock, a, you know, kind of thing in the system to see what it all comes up with." And he put it all in. And he's like, "Oh no, you were charged the correct amount." It's like, "But I wasn't. I wasn't charged the correct amount." And he's looking through it. He's like, "Oh, I see what's happened." He said, "One of the items you have bought wasn't part of the buy two get one free. The yeah, that's the right. movie was." But this specific edition of it wasn't. The only difference in this edition was it had a different cover. Yeah, that was a, that was a JB exclusive. JB exclusive, but, but they had, had that marked as part they of. They at the other store they had the sticker on it, so I didn't know. I just picked up the one that had the sticker. Yeah. So that's what initially caused the stuff up at the till where something didn't go through, and then, you know, whatever. I went back. I got the refund, and then I went to this second store, and that's why they got confused. Was like, no, you have paid the right amount because you've got this title anyway. It got to a point where the guy's saying, oh, well, you've actually, 
you know, you've actually won out of this transaction because you got the more expensive title for the price of the other title. I'm thinking, but it's exactly the same bloody thing with a different cover. He's like, oh, no, there's different special features on there, so you've got more content for the lesser... I was like, no, it's just a different cover. Yeah, it's anyway, in the end, he was like, oh, well, you know what you can do. I, I said, well, what, what can I do? I said, all I want to do is return this and pay extra for this. Oh, because initially they had tried to charge me like an extra $20 for the disc. I was like, no, there shouldn't be that much. It should only be like a couple of dollars. So he was like, well, at the end, he's kind of like, well, what you can do is you can swap that in and pay the extra or you can just return that item and I'll refund you for what you have paid for that item. I said, done, do that. Yeah, I don't even care about this other time. So in the end, he really softened and realised, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. So it's been a bit of a a cock-up. Yeah. like He realised it was their, their stuff up. Yeah. And we were right. Had I not picked up, Thank had I not picked up something that, um, had I not bought something that I'd already bought, I could that, have avoided it all. And that that one that <clears> one that you took back, that was one they put through as a, as the yeah they put as that through as the freebie. As well. Oh geez, I'm so that didn't, all over. that didn't help yeah that didn't either. help it yeah because when I yeah when I went back that was the one they had refunded yeah that's right on when yeah. that wasn't the the disc that was the issue to begin with, but no. they because they couldn't figure out how to do it, they just yeah, refunded yeah. on that one. So it was just bad luck. It was just such bad luck that this one title I wanted to return, they'd refunded and they couldn't. Anyway, I just sent that one back. I was like, you know what, take this one back. They gave me like whatever else refund back. And I essentially got like two, two for th- uh, two th- or three for two. What's that, the deal? Buy two, get one free. Yeah. I got two. For the buy two get one free price, price yeah. without having to pay extra for the third yeah, one. Anyway, right. so anyway, <clears throat> it's just one of those things that was just around and around in circles. Uh, it took about an hour in the end. Kicker of it all was that because we were there so long, we had to pay for parking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, best okay, this one uh, best actress motion picture drama was between a lot of powerhouse performances: Viola Davis, uh, Marini's Black Bottom, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, uh, Frances McDormand, Nomad Land, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. And uh, Andra Day for United States First Billy Holiday. Um, <laughs> your thoughts on this one? <laughs> yeah, Dave. Well, here's the thing. I, I think she's, I feel so bad. Like when yeah. I put that clip on Twitter, I, I always like, I want to give kudos and props to the people that give a performance like yeah. this because she's genuinely great in the yeah. role. I didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought the movie was very, very poorly put together. Yeah. Also, I think these other four performances are maybe a step above what this performance is. But not yeah. only that, they were one through four on everything. Mm. Gold Derby, Oscar yeah. predictions, colli- all these different websites. And so no one, except for the Golden Globes, the, mm. the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press, no one had her as the choice, as yeah. the pick. So that's why I reacted the way I did. I, I, I pulled out you know, the vine, he needs some milk. I needed milk at that moment because the shock factor of that decision and it wasn't, oh, she's terrible in the film. It was no one predicted her. It's like saying, uh, you know, I'm I'm an NFL guy in the United States. The Mm. the horrible team right now is the New York Jets. It's like saying, well, the New York Jets is going to win the Super Bowl and everybody (laughs) knows they're not going to win the Super Bowl. That's what it felt like. And it was just drastic, such a drastic decision. I'm, I'm still not convinced she has a chance at the Oscar, but I'm very convinced she could get that fifth spot. Now, I think this secures almost above a Zendaya or some of these other actors that she was contending with. That's that's crazy, man. I I looked at the, um, I looked at, we've got the sports bet app here. 
where you, you place bets Ooh. on sport and stuff, right? Curious. And occasionally they'll do like um, they'll do like special events things, and it might be something okay. like you can vote on who's going to win, like on the the latest whatever the hit reality show of the time is or whatever. But then around uh, award season, you can place bets on awards as well. And I looked at That's this cool. one um, because I was I, I was just I was just kind of curious, like on the day of Golden Globes, what people were paying and stuff. And um, Andre Day was paying ten ten dollars to the dollar, ten dollars. <laughs> I'm. It's it's that it's one of those times where you're like, I wish I'd just forked out all my savings. <laughs> oh my god, man! If we could have made day, we could have put some money in. We could have. I could have moved uh, down there, bought an apartment, man. What what is could going not on? Believe it, man. Ten dollars, and for you in a, wow. Well, that would be, it's probably about $8 in US, in US dollars, but still, man, like, Jesus. Imagine if you just put money on that. Like, if I was a rich, just a rich bastard, just lying around, had nothing else to do with the money, I would go through these things and be like, yeah, I'll just put, like, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars on whatever. You know, if I lose it, I'll lose it. Imagine, man. And and the Golden Globes is the perfect place to do that because they're the ones most likely to make the drastic decision. I thought it could be best picture. It was best actress, and somebody got really rich that day. Oh, I know. I I, that was like my thought was like, man, this could be that award that does that flip. I was thinking, this is the Golden Globes. You can't pick it. You cannot pick the Golden Globes because it could it's gonna swing like real far. Like the Oscars are gonna have some disappointments, but the Golden Globes is always that one where there's just gonna be this absolute wild card. I was thinking, man, I should put some money on this. I didn't do it. I'm not really a betting guy. I wish I did. I just wish I it's it makes it harder even know, knowing that you were like looking at it like you had that chance to like yeah be a millionaire like uh crazy I just I know I'll get sucked in if I if I start betting on things <laughs> oh, like no, that that's, I'm I have like, such no, no. Man, my, my personality is like I have an addictive personality. Like when I find yeah. a, a team to root for yeah. or a movie to obsess over, mm-hmm. like a Sing Street, like I just can't stop. Yeah. So if I were to get into yeah. movie betting, oh, yeah. my God, you no. wouldn't see me again, Dave. Oh, no, I'm, I'm exactly the same. My personality is so uh, addictive. Like you've seen my yeah. Blu-ray collection. I would just buy stuff, right? Actually, exactly. this week, good example. Pop figures. Had a, yeah, well, yeah, I'm the, man, don't just get me sat on yeah. bloody pop figures. I've got heaps of them over it. there behind the curtain. In the other rooms, I just can't stop. I can't stop. This week, they had yeah. a sale at um, our JB Hi-Fi, which is like our equivalent of your Best Buy. They sell Blu-rays okay, and DVDs cool. and, and stuff. And they had like a big sale on, which was like 30% off. They, had, they do like these multi-buy deals, so it's like three Blu-rays for $30. And then they occasionally okay. will do like a 20 or 30% off sale, which stacks on top of that deal, which is always like really bad for me because I always go in and just just spend up. <laughs> And for some reason, I went in there. I was like, "Oh, there's not much I really want." And they had all those like DC animated universe films. And over the years, I've picked up like one or two of them and kind of thought, oh, "I'd be interested in getting into them." So I picked up yes. a few. I was like, "You know what? I might buy a couple more um, because they're like three for thirty plus thirty percent off. They're going to be like seven dollars each, which is like kind of like four or five dollars US, right?" So dirt cheap. I was like, okay, "I'll get a couple of these." I'm standing there with three of them. And I'm like. I wouldn't mind that one as well. I wouldn't mind that one as well. That looks pretty good. And what, okay, now I've got three. I've got two handfuls of three for thirty. Oh, no. 
oh, jeez, oh, this no. one looks good too, man. This one. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if I'm getting this many of them now, I know I'm going to want to get all of them at some point down the line. So then I, I wound up, oh, this Batman, the Batman box set with 18 Batman films is part of the buy one, get one 50% off. And so is, this, so is this one with all the Justice League ones. That's a no-brainer as well. I just went, I ended up buying like almost all the movies. And now the bad thing is oh like God. four or five of them are out of print here, so you can't get them here. So now I'm having to go on Amazon and importing them and paying like 15 or $20 a film. Oh. So it's gone down this massive rabbit hole where I've almost just bought like 40 of these DC animated. <laughs> then this is why I don't bet. Because I know if yep. I get a little bit of that, I'll be like, oh, I'm invincible. And then I just blow oh. all my savings on the Oscars. So, <laughs> Oh, my God, Dave. That is the ultimate rabbit hole. I'll tell you what, though, man. DC movies are pretty good, man. Keep buying them. You're going to get some I watched some one last stuff. night, and it was the, the Superman, Batman, um, Public Enemies, the first one. I mean, Ooh, really yeah. enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was pretty good. I've heard that it's yeah. not like the best one, but it was like 11 o'clock by the time I put on it. It was the shortest one. It's like 60 or like 70 minutes. It's like I put this one on. It might be nice. I enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to saying that's like the, the one. There's, I know this. I think the second one has Dark Side and Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not the first one, right? No, the that's first the one's the one, one with Lex Luthor. And they're like going up against ah, like a big million. Big robot. Other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's a good yeah, one, it was man. Good fun. That's so I'm excited. One. I'm going to just like power through all of them. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's also led me. I should say, it led me to buy like the Justice League series on Blu-ray, um, oh. <laughs> because I was like, man, oh. I got to get them. Because I've got, I've, I have, Best. I've got Batman the Animated Series. I've had that for a while. I've got the Batman Beyond because I loved those shows when I was growing up. So I know I love the DC animated stuff, but it was that time where I was like, I'm just finally pulling the pin on all these films. And I just, Man. again, I went in just because I'm going to have a look. And I've walked out with like almost. <laughs> and it's it's worth it. It's, I know, I know. Um, so, it's yeah, addictive personalities. So be careful. Yes. Be careful out there, guys. Yeah. Hopefully you, next week. You did a little work in the house yesterday. Oh, it's a time. We had a... Um, a bit of a pungent smell, didn't funky, we? A bit, something a bit, bit funky. funky yeah. We thought, oh no, what is it? And we we recognise of... the smell, though. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we've been through it before. <laughs> um, yeah. But it wasn't in the house. It was, yeah. we could smell it down the garage. Yeah. And uh, when you sort of go down the stairs, yeah, was... get at the bottom of the stairs at the garage, it was like, ooh, it was it's starting, starting to permeate in here yeah, now. It was starting to creep up the stairs. And uh, I thought, oh, looks like we've got something dead under the house. Mm. So I had to crawl under the house yesterday and try and find what the hell it was. Yeah. And I found it. Yeah. A dead rat. Yeah. But it wasn't under the house, though, was it? Well, well it was under the house, but it was in a cavity. Oh, it was in, right, a, yeah. in a cavity between the first floor and the garage ceiling. Mm. Yeah. And... Uh, the guy who built the place didn't block off the ends of the – so I'm going to have to go through yeah. there next week and block it all off, mm. hopefully, and stop rats and shit getting in there. And, uh, yeah, found the little bugger. Yeah. Little, I put some, some rat baits down <laughs> a week or so ago because, you know, in this area we get quite a few rats, rats and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so he, uh, he obviously taken the bait and went, went there uh, and he uh, – Croaked. Croaked. Yeah, we've had one before. Oh. We recognise the smell. 
Oh, that one before, that was the worst Terrible. ever. Yeah. Made himself a little house in the but, kitchen, didn't he? Oh, yeah. We, we had this, it had a smell and it was just getting worse and worse. And it got to a point where you just, we couldn't handle it. And mm. I, was, I was searching in cupboards and God knows what because it was really strong in the kitchen. Mm. And it took me the best part of four or five days to work it out. <laughs> And I was pulling the dishwasher out and getting in, in behind, putting putting like my phone with the camera on behind yeah, cupboards yeah, yeah. to try and see what it was and couldn't. Yeah. And I thought to myself, it smells like it's coming under from under the sink. Mm. Um, but there was no way no way it could get in under the sink. But it got in under under the under the base of the sink yeah, yeah, yeah. cupboard. Yeah. So it was between the floor of the cupboard. And the floor, when the plumbers put the pipes in, they didn't seal the pipes off. Mm. And this little, not little rat, it was a Massive big thing. rat. It was a big, big rat. It made a nest. Made himself a little home and he'd been in there for a little while. Yeah. And I had to cut the floor of the of the cupboard open. And there he was, this massive rat. Mm. And he'd been there for a long time because there was a lot of... We call them snail bird shells and, and bird eggs and God knows what he made him. So the ho- the hole underneath oh. the floor was his was his home. And Awful. when I opened it, the smell. Mm. Oh my Terrible. god! Oh, I've never smelled Awful. anything like it in my life. Well, I can, I still can't really eat marshmallows because um, at the it was like it must have just been after Easter when that happened. Same time of year, <laughs> and there yeah, was be, there right. was like a a bunny. I had like a, a marshmallow bunny rabbit. Oh, God. And I remember eating the marshmallow, Ugh. standing in that kitchen, smelling whatever, before we discovered it and thinking it's very pungent. And I remember thinking maybe it was the marshmallow. But every time I eat, go and eat marshmallow now, I think of that awful oh. rat smell. So as soon as we smelled it down in the garage the other day, it was like, I know this smell. Yeah, it was just revolting. Awful. Terrible. Well, we were like it was just a, a rat because we thought it could have been a possum, possum. or like a fox. Because we have foxes in the area too. Yeah, we've so had a we fo- thought maybe it's a fox or Well, I've a seen one two or three or times recently just hanging around. We got a, fox. We got a uh, big blue tongue lizard living under yeah, the house somewhere. We thought it might have been him and... Mm. Oh. So that was a bit of fun. Luckily, it was just a dirty little just rat. Just a little rat. But every every time somebody talks about having rats in the house mm. or you know rats in the yard or something, I smell it. Yeah, and I oh I try reach it very oh, recognise. Oh, just think about it now. It's like oh. the smell that doesn't leave you oh. leaves a, a a mental scar. Oh, <laughs> it's just and I and when I got un, when I got under there yesterday, I couldn't see it. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't see it anywhere. Yeah, and. I couldn't smell it because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a big breathing thing on, a big mask, mm. you know, big filters and shit on it. Because yep. if it was smelling in here, it was going to be pungent down there. Yeah. Couldn't I finished up having to take that off mm. to sniff my uh, way around. That's enough. I finished up having that's to get enough. under the stairs and yeah, God gross. knows what, and couldn't find it. Mm. But then I realised, oh, hang on it's a minute. It's in the wall. Anyway. <sighs> <laughs> other, other than that, it's been an alright week. Just revolting. Look, we'd usually play shite or alright at this point, but... Oh, what are you doing to me? But I don't want to risk, like, overdoing it. I want to try and... Shite or alright burnout. Yeah, I don't want to burn everyone out on it because people are enjoying it and I don't want to burn it out. So what I want to do is to try and kind of introduce a few new kind of different games every now and then. Okay. 
We can rotate. But we got a special one this week. Okay, um, I'm calling this one... Well, I won't tell you what I'm calling it. Firstly, I'll tell you what this is kind of on the back of. I don't know if you really heard about this, but for some time, um, both Citizen Kane, which mm-hmm. is long heralded as the greatest movie of all time, right? Debatable. Um, <laughs> Citizen Kane and Paddington 2 mm-hmm. are like the two top movies on Rotten Tomatoes, both with 100% ratings, which... Again, if you don't understand how Rotten Tomatoes works, it's a very simple system where people don't write reviews for Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes basically cobbles up reviews from accredited critics. Yep. And of which one you are? Uh, of which one I am, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, of which one you are, yes. That's correct. Um, so they cobble up all these reviews from their accredited of which critics. One you, of which one? No, that's correct. Are you? Oh, whatever. No, you are. You are, of which you are one of, that's you could it. say. That's it. That's um, what I was trying to think of. <laughs> God's sake. Anyway, so they cobble up all the reviews, and I think I think it's something like anything like below, I don't know, it depends on what your rating is. It can either be a fresh or a rotten rating. So if it's good rating, it's fresh. Yep. If it's rotten, it's rotten. So when I submit mine, I can give a star rating, and I also select whether it's a fresh or rotten. Yep. So they weigh it up. And the percentage just reflects how many reviews are positive. Right, okay. So if Citizen Kane and Paddington 2 are 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, that means 100% of the ratings have been positive. positive. Right. So then if you get a 50%, that means 50% of the reviews are positive, 50% of the reviews are, are negative. Right? Yep. So it's based, right. it's always based on that po- how many positive ratings there are on the website. Okay. So essentially every review for Citizen Kane and Paddington 2 it's positive up until recently. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes no. dug up an 80-year-old review for Citizen Kane published in 1941, which was a negative review, and has taken Citizen Kane down to 99%. Why would they do that? Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> maybe somebody, maybe the, the administrators think, oh, I hate that film. That's yeah. It can't be number so one. So this was a review that, again, came from a, a newspaper from 1941, which was when the film was released. It was written by Matinee, which is apparently a pseudonym that was used a lot in film reviews. Oh, really? Matinee. Matinee, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, the review read, Citizen Kane fails to impress critic as greatest ever filmed. Because even then, even when Citizen Kane first opened, people were saying this is the best movie that's ever been made. Yeah. And that's why that forever, Citizen Kane, people have looked at that as, oh, yeah, it's the greatest movie ever made. Because people can't think for themselves. Yeah, exactly right. People are more, especially, people are sheep. Especially when it comes to Meh. film criticism, yeah. Um, it is a fantastic like innovative film, uh, but it's you know, it's not the best film ever made, no. in my opinion. Anyway, no. um, uh, well, yeah, there was a little bit more. Um, you've heard a lot about this picture, and I see by the ads that some experts think it's the greatest movie ever made. I don't. It's interesting. It's different. In fact, it's bizarre enough to become a museum piece, which it has become eighty years later. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but its sacrifice of simplicity to eccentricity robs it of distinction and general entertainment value. Fucking spot on. Mm. Eighty years ago, someone has watched that and gone, "Yeah, no, nah, I don't, I don't get all <laughs> somebody, the fucking hype." <laughs> somebody could think for themselves back then. Yeah, 
This yeah. is my, this is I feel like this is like my previous life. Yeah. I've sat there and gone, this isn't that fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, brilliant achievement. Oh, for its time, yeah, exactly. For its right. time. Um but also I feel it with a lot of films. Yeah. Because because somebody, because some critic says it's good, yeah, people yeah. believe it has to be good. Yeah, exactly right. And, and I think, oh, yeah, that was Citizen good. Citizen Kane is at the top of that. 2001 A Space yeah. Odyssey is another one. I'm going to get hung. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's my opinions. So Rotten Tomatoes dug up this old review. There's now one negative review for Citizen Kane and 115 positive reviews that brings the, the rating down to 99% fresh. Mm. Still fresh, just not 100%. And now Paddington... Is the highest rated movie considered the greatest movie of all time? Paddington <laughs> Two on Rotten Tomatoes. So what I want to do today is I want to play a game called Kane or Paddington Two. Oh God! <laughs> 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 all right. So what I'm going to do is Sorry. I've I've gone through Rotten Tomatoes. I've dug up some reviews for both Citizen Kane and Paddington Two. Right. I'm going to give you a review from uh, from both of them. And you have to guess which one is is from Citizen Kane, which, Kane, one's, from which one's from Paddington, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Here so, we go. Here we go. You ready? First review. It is daring, different, thrilling, and revolutionary. A power play of startling brilliance. Okay, that's review number one. Now, mm-hmm. review number two. An oasis of gentility and niceness amid a world and cinematic landscape of increasing cynicism and narcissism. So, which is which? The first one's Paddington, the second one's Kane. Uh, oh, hey, oh. wrong one. Uh, <laughs> wrong! Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the first one, Kane, it's daring, different, thrilling and revolutionary, a power play of startling brilliance, and Paddington, an oasis of gentility and niceness amid a world and cinematic landscape of increasing cynicism it's, and narcissism. It sounded, it sounded too obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. If more writers and directors respected their audience, as Redacted clearly does, the world's entertainment output would be significantly improved. And... It's not an entertaining film, but it is also a deep... It's not only an entertaining film, but it's also a deeply heartfelt, thought-provoking and intelligent one too. Which one's Kane? Which one's Paddington too? Well, it sounds like Kane was the first one. But I'm going to say it's the other way. Paddington first and then Kane. Ooh. Correct, yes. So Paddington is uh, is a film that if more writers and directors respected their audience, uh, as the director of Paddington 2 clearly does, the world's entertainment output will be significantly improved. And Kane is not only an entertaining film, but is also a deeply heartfelt, thought-provoking and intelligent one as well. Yeah, so you'd think that you'd, you would think that was yeah. Paddington. Paddington, yeah. I've done, I've done it quite well here. Yeah. All right, another one? Another round? Yep. All right. It's a perfect film. A cinematic marvel that is humorous and heartfelt, suspenseful and sentimental, and witty without cynicism. Second one, I would say it's a great picture, but it is it is one of those things like the pyramids, which are impressive and definitely interesting to have seen, but one can have more fun than looking at the pyramids. Which mm. one's which? Jeez, it could be, but they go, both could be for either. Mm. Um, so is Paddington uh, a perfect film, a cinematic marvel that is humorous and heartfelt and suspense and sentimental and witty without cynicism, or is pa- or is Paddington likened to the pyramids of Egypt? Oh, I reckon the first one is Paddington. Yeah, 
Hey. Correct. Yeah, there you go. There we go. So Kane is likened to the pyramids, and uh, Paddington is a perfect film and a cinematic marvel. Do you want another round? Yeah, yeah sure. I've got another not? one here. Yeah. Um, put Redacted on your absolutely must-see list. Whether you like it or not, it will be a film experience you won't soon forget. And a nearly perfect movie that thoroughly and genuinely, genuinely restores something we haven't seen a lot of lately, Childhood Wonder. Now, which is which? Keep in mind, Citizen Kane is about a guy who has repressed memories of his childhood and has to reconnect with himself um, in his older age as he was as a child. It goes back to Rosebud, yeah. the idea of his, his sled when he was a child. Just read Spoilers. the first one again. First one is put redacted on your absolutely must-see list. Whether you like it or not, it will be a film experience you won't soon forget. Or a nearly perfect movie that thoroughly and genuinely restores something we haven't seen a lot of lately, Childhood Wonder. Which is which? Kane first, Paddington second. Correct. Oh, yeah, you got it right again. Well, well done. Three out, three out of four. There you go. So Kane is an absolute must-see, um, and Paddington is uh, a Childhood Wonder, a perfect movie. Mm. I've got one more. Should we just do mm. – actually, I've got two more. How many yeah, more do we do? do it. Just I'll do just it. fucking do it. I'm having fun. Okay, so an utterly charming, beautifully judged, and genuinely heartwarming tale of triumph of good over evil. And it can be classified as, in a number of aspects, one of the most arresting pictures ever produced. Which is which? Paddington then Kane. Hey! Yay! Got it again! Yeah, so Paddington is uh, utterly charming, beautifully judged, genuinely heartwarming, triumph of good over evil... And Kane uh, can be classified as one of the most arresting pictures ever produced. Oh, there you go. We've got you one go. more. Here we go. Is he going to win one more? I, one says it is gloriously entertaining. The other says everything from the sweet, precisely melodramatic performances to redacted's mile-a-minute setups and payoffs works like a charm. So which is which? Which is a gloriously entertaining classic? And which is a mile a minute up, uh, 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 it's a sweet, precisely melodramatic film, blah, 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 blah. Which is which? Kane then Paddington. Hey! You got them all except for the first one. There you go. Awesome. There you go. So, God. Yeah, it's, it's funny. You can, you can, you can um, choose either, Fairly almost any of those for, for yeah. any of the film. Yeah, Either of the films. So there you go. Padding, Paddington 2 is our number one, is our new greatest movie of all time. Oh, God. There you go. So that's our game this week. Kane or Paddington 2. <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers did one on me on the trailer as well. Mm. They sent me, with well, a local team, sent me um, all this information about, oh, the trailer's going to be dropping tomorrow at 10 p.m., a nice scoop. Quickly got on Twitter. No one's talking about it. I was like, "Shit, can I?" I was like, "Can I post about this? Is this embargoed or anything?" Like, you know, go for it, please. Just, you know, let people know. So I posted about it. Dune trailer tomorrow night, ten p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, and then I broke it down for like all the other um, uh, time, time zones. zones around the world: U.S., U.K., West Coast, East Coast, whatever. Fucking tweet took off. There's a lot of people looking at wanting Dune trailer. A lot of people. Um, and it just went nuts, like yeah. like hundreds and hundreds of likes, heaps of of retweets, yeah. and just all these people chatting about, oh, I've heard the Dune trailer drop, like fucking heaps of people yeah. were on about this Dune trailer dropping, off my advice. Um, 10 p.m. comes, 
no trailer. Mm. And I was really hesitant about posting too because I thought I just have this feeling because it's like a really weird time. It like, mm. seemed a little bit early, particularly for like the American market, which is what this would be aimed for. I was really hesitant to post it. I was like, this is like my first like major kind of scoop. It's come right from the source, the studio. Yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck. And that's why I was like, I'm going to post it. It's come from the studio. I trust it. And, yeah, 10 o'clock comes and it's gone. Heaps of people were, are, like, tweeting me, like, you're a liar or, like, why have you said this? Or just like, oh, of course this was wrong. Uh, and then I'm getting all these memes coming at me. One was like this picture of, of Shrek, which was like, of course, an Australian account gives us a tip off on June and it's incorrect. And there's a picture of Shrek like oh, doing this sort of face. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, but then at 11 o'clock, the trailer dropped. So I'd been tipped off like an hour early. So right. whether I'm not blaming the local team because the local team are fantastic and I love my relationship with them and yeah. they're wonderful. They're so wonderful. Um, they have obviously been in, provided incorrect information from the studio in LA, mm. which wouldn't be uncommon because they tipped media off on the Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer. And uh, this was like last year or whenever that, whenever that was, a few, however many months ago or whatever. Um, they tipped off media about, oh, the, Jack, the Justice League trailer is going to drop this day, this time. Um, and then they dropped it an hour early. God. So all these people chatting like, oh, yeah, it's going up, and then it goes uh, up early. But in my case, um, I was done by an hour late. So the, unless so either the studio has provided my local team incorrect information or at the last minute they decided we're going to change the time. I don't know, but I was provided. I got incorrect information, ran with it. I'll be very hesitant to do so in the future. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> oh, but the trailer did go up. So when the trailer went up, I did post a little smug tweet, which was like, I told you guys. I told you it was coming. <laughs> now, well, um, people love it when we have a little discussion instead of just like focusing on news and stuff. So I want to talk about something. This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a few weeks. I wanted to wait for like a slow news week sort of thing. Yep. And that's this week because... That's this week. There were shitloads last week. Yeah. There's not much this week. There's a little bit of news this week, which we'll touch on at the end. Um, But this here, um, this is something that's come to my attention that um, it's a little bit... Again, we're following this theme of my... um, uh, What do you want to call it? My existential crisis of coming up to 30 years old. (laughs) Uh, What a crisis. Yeah. I know. Um, someone brought to my attention that we are now as far from the 1980s as the 1980s was from the 1940s. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> my God. Um, and this is now opening up a new debate over what should be considered classic cinema. Well, the 2000s are from the 1960s when I was born. Oh, well, yeah. So this has opened up a whole new debate over what should be considered classic, classic cinema. cinema. Now, Nathan Fontaine, who's a follower uh, of mine, long-time yes. follower, yes. wonderful guy, um, he said that he watched Indiana Jones and it struck him that the original, Raiders of the Lost Ark, was inspired by 40s movies. 1940s, yeah. 1940s movies. And now that movie is 40 years old. Raiders of the Lost Ark. So for the, the time when that was made, it was inspired by 40-year-old movies and Raiders is now 40 years old. So now this has kind of brought up this thing, which is like the 
eighties are now as far. Well, we are now far as far from the nineteen eighties as the eighties was from, from the nineteen forties. I got in a little bit of a. We kind of got a little bit of a Twitter thing, and we're talking about it. And I kind of, I guess, I retweeted it and just kind of like thought, "Oh shit, this is crazy." Um, and I, it hit me that I, I've obviously got a lot of followers who are maybe even like in their twenties who see these movies as really old, like movies that were made in the nineteen eighties. Um, and even younger people now apparently believe that movies from like the 80s, 90s, and even maybe early 2000s are old films now. Um, so I got in this little debate. I was almost like, to me, I can't consider movies from this period as classic Hollywood. But some people do. Because I feel it's really weird to lump something like even something like Raiders of the Lost Ark with Casablanca. Like, that feels weird to me. Mm. Yeah, it does a bit. Like, we have always considered classic cinema as like that period between, I guess, the 1910s through to, it was probably 40s, like the 19... 50s, well, I'd yeah. say 19, even pushing to the 1980s. Because okay. I've always felt like people like Paul Newman, Robert Redford, or them, they were still at the height of their game in yeah, the 70s. Suppose, yeah. So you would put stuff like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid alongside Casablanca. I kind of feel like, like it Smoking fits. your bandit. Or, yeah, I mean, that yeah. kind of... But again, I'll get you to weigh in with kind of your opinion in a second. But I kind of had like almost this Twitter tiff with someone who was a, a fairly well-established critic... Um, and I guess we fo- we must follow each other on Twitter. Um, I, I believe they are a little bit older than me, um, but they believe that you can consider it a movie from the 80s or the 90s part of classic cinema. Now, I believe you can consider movies from this period a classic. Um, yep. Raiders is a classic. Yep. Um, Close Encounters. Star Wars. Well, Star Wars, yeah. Well, late 70s. Yep. But Empire Strikes Back is 1980. Yep. Classic. Revenge of the, uh, Return of the Jedi. Classic. 1983. Um, stuff like even The Lord of the Rings, which was early 2000s, is a classic of cinema. Braveheart. Gladiator. But I would not consider it classic cinema. Oh, I've got a couple of views on this. One view, one view is, for me, mm. um, a lot of those films you're talking about, yeah. like Brady's Lost, they yeah. were inspired by other films. Yeah. So the films that inspired them are mm. classic cinema. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking things that were probably made, you know, as you said, 1910 through to yeah, 1960, yeah. 70, whatever. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of the, um, more recent films mm. that people are now considering classic cinema. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could actually consider them as being classic cinema. Yeah. Because classic cinema, when I think of classic cinema, it's it's um, it's films, you know, films that were that were groundbreaking. They told mm. new stories. Golden age of cinema. Yeah, and a lot of the and a lot of the stories we we see today are mm. stories that have already been yeah, told. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's an original movie, you've seen it. It's been done before. Yeah, exactly right. Because you know what's the what was the the theory that there was like 
three. Oh yeah, like yeah. three stories or four yeah. stories. Well, time. most stories, most movies, most stories will follow the one formula, which is the hero's journey. Yeah, exactly right. Which is what Pixar uses yeah. on all of their films. Yeah, uh, Star Wars followed it. Um, the Kira Kurosawa films, like yeah. the Seven Samurai, the Magnificent Seven, which is the the Seven Samurai. Yeah. Um, the hit forbidden for everything. Every movie that has like a leading character who's fighting for good it's the hero's journey yeah you know and almost every every story follows it but then there's but then there's another and like high noon's another one yeah well yeah exactly right yeah yeah. like (coughs) (laughs) right yeah sorry (coughs) it's a bit of a choking there you're right um (coughs) here we go again Mm. take your little Um, sip quick sip what was i saying um, classic, classic movies and the hero's journey and all that shit. Yeah, um, yeah. So High Noon, High Noon's a classic example of that. Yeah, follows the hero's journey, all that stuff, and that and that and that inspired a lot of mm-hmm. westerns yeah, to come yeah, after yeah. it. Yeah, and even films that were only a few years after that, mm. it probably inspired yeah. those as well. Some way, Things, probably yeah. a lot of a lot of Clint's films, a Pale Ride and stuff like that. Yeah, would have taken some. Would have taken something from that. Yeah, um, but then there's another thought mm. where. When you talk about like classic cars and stuff, you're talking yeah, 25, 30 yeah. year old cars. Yeah. So is something that's 25 years old or 20 mm. years old a classic? Yeah, well, that's what you'd usually, yeah. That's, that's the, not what I would consider classic. Mm. For me, it is films that inspired other films that were mm. made in early cinema, now, golden to, age of cinema. Right. Yeah. Well, for me, classic cinema is the golden age of cinema. Yeah. And there's such a distinctive period. Again, where there are these new stories being told, or yeah. even like okay, even a lot of these movies are based on books or plays or anything, so nothing's exactly original right. to begin with. Yeah, but these were they're the first time these stories are being told on film. Um, but the aesthetics of this period are so different to now. Yeah, and these were the movies that were inventing cinema as the art form that it is. Yeah, that's right. And that's why we then fall back on everything these movies did. Because they set the they set the stage for everything that yeah. followed. So even things like even things like for me like a new hope, mm. um, I would consider that as classic cinema. Yeah, I would too. And the reason the reason reason for that is because it was groundbreaking. Yeah. It, it it created new ways of doing things. But like okay, so we take Lord of the Rings, which was like early two thousands ish, probably. Yeah. Now they were very very groundbreaking movies. So is that classic cinema? You're still groundbreaking in the early 2000s because they're developing digital filmmaking. Yeah, 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 that's true. But are they telling new stories mm. as well? Like A New Hope, that was really a new yeah. story. Well, well no, because that's the hero's journey. Yeah, true, I suppose. That's just the Kira Kurosawa films. When you look at romance films, mm. um, most of that can be, can be uh, um, taken back to Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah, exactly. The classic. It's, it's interesting. Story. Now he's something. He was something it's bizarre, funny. It's a bizarre thought. He was something it? funny, right? Well, because someone someone chimed in and said, I can't remember who it was, but they said they had asked their friends' kids if they wanted to watch Back to the Future, and the kids replied with, "We've never watched black and white movies." <laughs> <laughs> right, Back to the Future, nineteen eighties, early nineties. That's hilarious. 
So I don't know. I think it's weird and I think um, that a lot of people have different thoughts on this that you can get, you're so far out now, these movies that were made in the 80s and the 90s, you're 30 or 40 years out from them, you can consider them classic cinema. At the end of the day, it's all just terminology. It's all yeah, just, exactly. um, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for here? S- uh, uh, semantics. Yeah. Really. Yep. That's all it is. But I feel like... There's just such a vast difference between those movies made in those early days of cinema, even from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. Um, I don't know. But then I kind of think of it and I feel like cinema now is very different to what it was in the 80s and the 90s. Maybe there's three periods of cinema now. You know, you've got that golden age, those yeah. what I would consider classics. You've got the middle age and then you've got this new era. I think... I think maybe it's the time where we need to reassess how we're labelling films. That's a thought. Um, I mean, because you've got that whole, like, with, with, with you know, Disney films and stuff, mm. or even, even yeah, um, yeah. like Marvel and DC yeah, and stuff, yeah. you've got all different ages, you know. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've got the golden age of comics, yeah. the silver age, the bronze age, and, yeah. the, the, you know, the Disney periods, exactly the, right. the, the golden age, the... The well, yeah, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. The, the, so the silver that, age, the whatever. so is that the way you've got to look at cinema now? Oh, maybe. I feel mainstream like film, or because we have it? passed an entire period or generation of films, nineteen eighties to nineteen to twenty twenties, yeah. which is that same period as that early age of cinema. Yep. So we have like these three. We're going into like this new age. Cinema's not that old. It's like a hundred and like fifteen, twenty years old, or whatever. It's like. You know, whatever. Cinema's not been around that long in the whole scheme of everything. Cinema was still being pioneered through to to now. You think about digital cinema, like we've hit this... But but like even even if you're looking at more modern stuff where you've got digital technology and stuff taking over... I don't know whether you, whether whether... Just because they're groundbreaking in that regard, Mm. whether you really consider it as being... Classic cinema. No, that's what I'm saying. Because, no, see, this because is what they're I'm the saying. same stories, no, just being presented not, in a different manner. Yeah, but that's not exactly what I'm trying to get at. The, the point, the idea of considering something like, okay, Die Hard to me is a film that is cla- it's classic. That's a classic it's film. It's a classic film, but, but is it's, it classic it's not classic cinema. cinema. That's right. It's not classic cinema. Yet, yeah. Whereas other people, some people will, will don't see that difference and they will go, no, that is classic cinema. And this, the, some of these people I was speaking to, they were like, why can't you put Casablanca next to Die Hard? They're both old movies. But it feels weird to me. And I don't know, maybe is this because this uh, this next part of it is, is this because I've been alive in this kind of period where these movies were, were made. made? And does the period that you are born, the, the era where you're born, change the way you look at things? So oh, obviously no doubt. you got 10, 15, 20-year-olds now are looking at a movie like Die Hard and going, that's fucking old. Yeah. So to them, why do we got 80, 90,000, 20, 20, it's a 40-year-old movie, right? Um, for, yeah, it'd be like a 40-year-old movie. So to them, that would be like uh, Cool Hand Luke to me as a kid. Yeah. Right? And you're looking back at Die Hard, even like Star Wars The Phantom Menace is like 30 years old. Oh, Jesus. Um, and 30, is that right? That is right. No, 20 years. Said. 99, so 20, 22, 22 years, nearly yeah. 25 years old. So even that is as old as something mm-hmm. like a movie from the 70s was, you know, Paul Newman, Robert Redford films. So you're trying to tell me that Phantom Menace is a classic? 
See, but but younger people would think it is because it's an old movie. This is just the idea of people lumping old movies together, but I feel like they shouldn't be. I still feel like there is just very specific eras, very specific. Interesting, when I worked at FOP, H&B store over in Cambridge, they had their, what I would consider classic cinema, they had that labelled as vintage it was the, that's the vintage. Uh, okay. And I think over in the UK they do consider classic cinema vintage. Right. So you have the vintage era. Now, how would you label cars? You've got vintage cars, which are like 20s, 30s, 40s cars, right? Yep. And then you would have what probably, what would you consider cars like 50s, 60s, 70s, classics? Um. Well, yeah. So, yeah, so vintage for me would be... You know, A model Fords and stuff yeah. like that. So you know, twenties, thirties, forties, and yeah, classics. I mean, even even like I watch a lot of those car shows, mm. and they and they revert refer to cars as being classics. Yeah, and the, and we're talking about car fifties and sixties. Yeah. So maybe this is now how we start. Maybe the classics have now become that middle forty years, maybe. and the vintage films. Mm. Are the old things? Yeah, I can't. I think that's. I'm happy with that. I think I'm happy with that. Actually, that'll work. I think that works. It's just now a matter of getting just working your head around it. Yeah, yeah. I think what this comes down to is it's really just a perspective of time. Oh, there's depending on when you're born, and because someone that's born today, yeah, will look back and look back at stuff that's being made today, yeah, and think, "Geez, that was made 20 years before. That, That was made when I was born. That's so old." Yeah. Or film that was made when you were mm. the year you were born. Yeah, people are being born today. They'll go, "Geez, that's old." Mm. By the time they're twenty, that'll be fifty years old. Well, movies like Titanic, Gladiator, Braveheart, mm. these movies that were made in the nineties, Adam Sandler comedies. Yeah, you know, they're just they are. A lot of them you look back now and you go, "That's a very da- that's very dated." So even something like Avatar. What, what year was Avatar? Oh, Avatar was twenty ten. But still, that's but still someone, <laughs> someone born today. By the time they're twenty, that's a thirty year old. Hey, film. by the time James Cameron gets through his next five Avatars, it's going to be like twenty. <laughs> no, seriously, it's going to be like twenty thirty two or something. So wow. the first movie will be twenty years old. Um, God, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think you're right. I mean, classic. Yeah, you can sort of. Do that. You can say, oh, well, that, that's classic and they're vintage. The vintage, yeah. I think maybe that's what we have to do now. It's yeah. weird. But again, I think, I don't know. That, I don't know whether it's because the older I'm getting or just the more that I'm just really interested in, like, the whole idea of, like, the history of the universe and all that shit. But I, 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 what, what a lot of people don't realize is that we're here for such a small amount of time. That's right. And we judge. I don't know, we judge these things just dependent on our own perspective. Mm. And we see like, oh, we've been alive for 20, but we're just such a, like a speck. Like there's that idea of the cosmic calendar where yep. you put the entire history of the universe in a calendar, the entire um, history of of mankind, the the creation of the, the, the world and the dinosaurs and cavemen yep. and all of us, all of this history that we know about happens in the last second of the last day on the cosmic calendar. And that is how, well, like, yeah. how insignificant, how tiny, how, like, amount of time. Yep. That all of that, or billions of years, is the last second of the last day of the cosmic calendar. Mm. So it really comes down to, like, this idea of your perception of time. your yeah, sure. Which, um... Your timeline. Yeah. And the longer you... That's the longer sure. The longer time goes on, the more you have to start reassessing how things fit in. And really... In the scheme of the cosmic calendar, Casablanca was made 
pretty much exactly the same time that Billy Madison was. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think it's just a weird way you have to come about looking at it. One thing I was going to say is like, how would you consider, we've probably moved on a little bit, but I would, I, I'm interested to know how you would see, because I say that I would consider what we now branding the vintage age of cinema. I would say it's probably from like the 2010s to, to the 1970s, uh, because I feel like that's all up to, right up to the end of the 1970s. So for me, that's like bang, right? That's that period. Cause I feel like that's the period that really fits together. But because you were born in the 1960s, and now I'm saying movies from the 60s and 70s are vintage or classic cinema. How do you see them? Do you see those movies as being... Do, would you put Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid next to Casablanca? Uh, probably would, yeah. You probably would. I probably would. Maybe you're just old enough to now go, okay, there's old movie. <laughs> They're old movies. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Um, for me, anything... anything Pretty much prior to my birth, yeah, is, is like old movies. So then, how would you it's consider old. something like made in the sixties, the seventies? Would you still see them as part I'd of that see old them as classic? So you wouldn't see. So you wouldn't. Okay, that's the question. But, is but, but sorry, uh, this is a, this is a tough one for me <laughs> because I, I would consider them as some of them as being classic. Um, yeah. I would put now. I, I would, can't explain it. I would because 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 there'd be films like mm, when was Cool Hand Luke made? Well, like nineteen sixties, I guess. Okay, have a look. so so so. I, I or would, was that seventies? I would class that as being a classic film. Yeah. And is it? And is that because it was Paul Newman? Well, that's. I think for me, that's part of it. Sixty-seven. So for me, the idea is that these car. But then, so you, what you would what you would consider as being. Almost the original Hollywood actor. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of. But then, you know, see, Kerry I would Grant and see, I would bun. Yeah, but see, they Kerry. That's the next weird thing. Cary Grant, Bogart, James Cagney, Jimmy Stewart. They were doing movies in the twenties. Yeah, that's right. And then they kind of phased out by the time you get the new breed, which is Paul Newman, Robert Redford, Steve McQueen, uh, yeah, Jane Fonda, yeah. all those. And then the new breed after that is George Clooney, it's Brad Pitt, it's Julia Roberts, um, you know, that. And then we've even got this new wave coming through. Yeah. Um, so I, so, so has, I, it got to, has it got something to do with the actors and the actresses yeah, that I think were in so. these things? I think so. I don't know. But anyway, I think it does come down to the idea of perception. Okay, so the, my question, this just kind of just gauge how you see movies. Like I would put... A Paul Newman, I would put Cool Hand Luke and Casablanca in the same bracket. But would you, personally? Um, yeah. You would? Yeah. Yeah, so you would see that as an old, you would see yeah, they're old movies. Well, I'm old. So. Yeah. So you, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I'm just, it's just interesting because I'm kind of trying to gauge the theory that it's the people's perception of time. And you, just considering things old Oh God! I don't know. I don't know how to think about it. <laughs> it's such yeah. confusing. It is. Um, right? Again, okay. end of the day, semantics is really what it yeah. comes down to. But it's like the, the, the classic Hollywood actors for me are people yeah. like Cary Grant and Bogart, yeah. and um, we've got Cary Grant going up to the sixties and seventies yeah. anyway, and Paul Newman, yeah. and Robert Redford, and these guys for me are classic yeah. Hollywood actors. Mm. Whereas I don't consider people like George Clooney yeah. or Brad yeah. Pitt or any of these guys have been classic actors. Yeah. They're very good actors, mm-hmm. and in time they'll probably become classic yeah. actors. And it gets back to that. Yeah, yeah. it's just a perception of time mm-hmm. when you're born yeah. and all those sorts. Of, so someone born in 
10 years' time or 20 years' time, we'll look back at George Clooney and Brad Pitt yeah. and go, oh, geez, they, these old actors yeah. were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, we could go around in loops all day, but I think we've kind of nailed it. It's a perception of how you view your point in history and these things that have come before and how you can lump them. I think that you have to take into consideration the actors, you have to take into consideration the period that they were made in, the people that are making the films. Vintage, let's brand it vintage cinema. 1910s up until like the late 1970s. Yeah. 1980s up until, I guess, 20, <laughs> what, 2020? Yeah. Which is the 40-year yeah. bracket. Yeah. And then because we're seeing these new actors coming through now. Yeah, exactly right. You know, who are now blowing up, I guess. Yep. That, Michael the, B. Jordan and, yeah. and actors like and that. And Susha Ronan, um, uh, people that, that are doing all these smaller indie films and stuff. Margot Robbie, um, uh, you know, the people doing the Marvel films, all that kind of shit. I feel mm. like, yeah, you've got this new era now. Crazy. At the dawning of a new age. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the best way to look at it. Every forty years seems like a fairly good. Yeah, because that's I guess that would be like the average the lifespan, lifespan. Of, a, of, of a classic. Yeah, act, of an actor. Actor. Yeah. The lifespan of like a creative is forty yeah. years. Well, yeah, there you go. Prob- you're probably, you're probably let's knock that down. Yeah. Done. Good. I, I'd be interested to hear what other people have to say on this. Tweet me or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's just a very strange topic that's kind of, um. Had me had me going around uh, because a lot because I'm seeing a lot of the actors that I grew up with in films, Eddie Murphy, Ben Stiller, yep. um, uh, I guess people who would do like like the height of their game in the 1990s, even Clooney, Brad Pitt, yep. Julia yep. Roberts, yep. Sandra Bullock. Yep. Um, I'm they're they're older now. Yeah, that's and right. I watch well, movies now. Age. Yeah, and I'm watching movies now. And I'm thinking. These guys are kind of at that point in their career where you look back and you watch Paul Newman in a '90s film and you think, "Oh, he's he's a bit. Oh, this is one of his later films. Yeah, exactly. He's a bit older here." Yeah. So now I'm looking at these actors and going, oh, "They're kind of at that point in their career now where they are the older breed." Yeah, the back end of it. Yeah, yeah. so it's these weird ways that we see things. Anyway, let's yeah, put it. That's, that's probably for sure. Let's put a nail Vin- in that one. Vintage and vintage and vintage classic, classic. new era. Yep. Yeah. Now let's do a ranking of every single vintage movie ever made. Oh, a Jesus. ranking of every single... Okay, Purple, you got about 40 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I really liked it. I watched it on my tally in, my, in 4K. Mm. So when we come home from football and... Talking about 4K tallies. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Shit, doubling back to the what's oh. happened this week. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Well, I was doing a bit of housework the other day and <laughs> <laughs> had the tally going in the yeah, background. It was actually last Friday after we finished the podcast. Yeah, exactly right. Because I, like, I was editing the podcast at the yeah, time. Was. Yeah, I was pottering around the house and um, yeah. had the tally going in the background and I hear boom. And all the power in the house went off. Except for my room somehow. Except, well, because there's different circuits oh, throughout yeah, the yeah. house. So the circuit that that was on, which mm. includes the theatre room and mm. all that sort of stuff, everything went off. I thought, shit, yeah. what the hell was that? Mm. Couldn't smell anything. Like There's nothing on fire <laughs> or anything. I thought, oh, my God, is there something... You know, is there something downstairs that's tricked it? Or yeah. and then I thought to myself, oh. So I looked at the went out and looked at the switch out, switchboard out the out this outside. Sure enough, the switch yeah. was off. Tried to flick it back on, or flick it straight back off. I thought, oh shit, okay, something's died. Mm. Came inside and thought, what could it be? I thought, mm, let's unplug the telly first. <laughs> went outside and it flicked back on. Then I said, Dave, stand by the telly, plug it, plug it in. I'll go turn it off. 
and I'll flick it back on and see what happens. Mm. So I flicked it back on, and what did you hear? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As soon as you flicked that, because you're on the phone, you're like, okay, I'm going to switch it on now, and I hear you go click, and they go, Poof. yeah, Poof. and it turns straight back off again. So sure yeah. enough, the bloody tally blew up. Yeah. Now this wasn't a 4K tally. This no, it wasn't a 4K. It was not about nine years old. Yeah. Um, it was a big. It was a Samsung. Mm. Shouldn't mention that. No, it doesn't matter. It's yes. a Samsung. <laughs> Who cares? It's a review. It's tech ex- review. Exact, That's a tech exactly review. right. Nine this is year, what's happened to our Samsung well, exactly right. Unit. I think I paid about three and a half grand for it yeah. nine years ago. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a bottom end one. It was a yeah. good quality one. Yeah. supposed to be. It's like top of the line at the time. Yeah, exactly. Well, it know. was. It was top of the line yeah. Samsung at the time. And um, about the last two and a half years, I had two lines of dead pixels. Mm. Down the down the right side of the tally, but it well, didn't bother me because it didn't really notice. Well, we've it already well. had we already had a short circuit on the tally. At one well, exactly point right. It was that, only yeah. about three years old. They had to come out and replace the. Replace, what was it a, I think it was the um, motherboard, some or mother yeah. motherboard or some bloody thing on it in it. Mm. But yeah, so nine years old and it's bloody blown up totally. You think you'd get a bit more than nine years out of it? So yeah. I thought, oh well, fuck it, you buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, so you bought a four K so tally I now. Myself a, a nice Sony 4K. Mm. I was going to get the 75-inch, but mm. they're not available yet, so I just stuck with the 65. Yeah. And it was like an extra 700 bucks no, or 1000 bucks or something? Extra, an extra 1400 Oh, yeah, well, not so worth that, it. Nah, fuck it. Just keep the 65. <laughs> so at least I've got a 4K tally now. Yeah. Now, we've been advocates for Samsung for a long time. Yeah. But I feel like their pro- their products just don't have that longevity. No, Like that's that right. one has died twice, yeah. essentially. This yeah. time it's... Ir- irreparable. Yeah. First time they came and replaced it as well. Even said. if it was repairable, I'm not going to bother because well, exactly. it's old tech now. Yeah. And, and then you had the lines down, so they got nine years and the players. We've had two. Because sa- those pixels, they died when you were overseas still. Yeah, yeah. So that was that's probably two, two and a half mm. years ago. Yeah, so anyway, so we've also had two players which are not really working. No, that's right. The one in here keeps d- refusing to play discs, it keeps doing stupid yeah. shit. One well, in we've my updated r- the firmware on them yeah. too, so there's not firmware. One issue. in my room, which is the model up from the one that was in here, uh, it can't play. I Sometimes I just put a disc in it and it goes, Argh. actually this one in here does that, Argh, and then spits it out. The one in my room just comes up with a message that's like, cannot play this disc, or disc is not um, uh, the capable, something, you know, just, it's not... You can't play it, yeah. but it's it's only new discs, newly released, newly really? pressed discs. Yeah, I've done firmware and everything on it. So anyway, and, so you, and yours makes a noise playing DVDs. DVDs every it? time I put it, it's fine with Blu-rays or four Ks. Every time I play a DVD in it, uh, oh no, not that. It's like a really loud fan. Like, uh, that's just the, the disc spinning. So yeah, fast. can't read it. It's weird. And the fork. Every time I play a four K in it. If you pause it and you play it again, it goes out of sync, and then you have to rewind this, it. This one was doing that too. Yeah, you rewind Remember? it. You rewind it a couple of seconds and then play it again, and it's fine. Yeah, the one in here was doing that. Yeah, so I'm not. I don't know if I can advocate for Samsung anymore. No. Uh, so this time I bought a Sony TV, mm-hmm. and well, it's a, the latest model Sony one. Yeah, and um, bought a couple of new Blu-ray players as well. Yeah, a couple of Panasonic. The Panasonic one. The UB. Twenty, you or whatever. So yeah, know, whatever. It's apparently, are. the best one on the market. Everyone's saying it's like the best, the best. Well, thing. they do, they do. I think they do another model or two that are that are above that. They're like well, there's about one thousand bucks. Yeah, or but something, the only difference is got like a tuner or something. Everyone is saying hard everyone's saying, and all that sort of stuff. Everyone says the that. model that you've bought is the model to get. Yeah, because that. Well, also, I read I read a lot of reviews as well because you were telling me about that, mm. and so I thought oh, I'll have a look at 
some reviews and looked at a few, you know, um, tech tech reviewers, and yeah. they were saying the same. They were, they were comparing that with with Sony players and, and yeah. stuff, and so they heard, and these were coming out on top. I've heard people say it's better than the, it's, it's comparable to the Oppo. Oh, really? The old Oppo player. So there you go. Michael won't like to hear that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do the Oppos anymore. You sure? Yeah, they stopped doing them. Did they? Did. Yeah, really? I yep. wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonder why. Yeah. So yeah, so there we go. So new two, new TV and Blu-ray player. We don't get the TV till next week sometime. That's all right. So. so you're finally going to get 4K out there. So the next yeah. thing we need to look at is 4K in here. Well, yeah, that's the next <laughs> thing. So if there's a... So if there's a supplier or yeah. a manufacturer out there, we need. Uh, we wouldn't mind a 4K, 4K projector. 4K projector would be lovely, or like a hundred inch flat screen tally, ninety five inch. If you can provide <laughs> us with one of them, that'd be lovely. Um, we've got the players; that's fine. We might even yeah. need to. We've got to have to update the sound system. The amp needs to change because the amp doesn't support 4K. Yeah. Yep. And then probably all the speakers got to change too for, oh. for Dolby Atmos. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone out there is is anyway linked and want to sponsor us, yeah, go ahead. We'll fucking <laughs> we'll take we'll, it. We'll just we'll do a podcast where we just fucking do out the whole theater room. And we can do fan events and everything. We have yeah. you know, watch parties and yeah, it'd be great. Can you imagine that? Yeah. 4K laser player? Fucking hell, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> so please, if you... Uh... Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah, I know. I know. Okay. In the bleak days of the Cold War, espionage... Espionage... Espionage. That's the word. Yep. Espionage veteran... George, I'm not going to say his surname, right. is forced from semi-retirement to uncover a Soviet agent within MI6. Hmm. Read that again. Take, Take a drink. A drink. <laughs> <laughs> Up the nose. <laughs> Dave's just taken a slurp and it's gone right up the nose. <laughs> Down the wrong way. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that was hilarious. That serves us right. <laughs> it's karma. <laughs> it's karma's gonna uh, us in the ass. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, hey, I want the tears out of eyes now right so now. I can read. Oh, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> Please read that again. <laughs> We've only got a couple of questions to get to this week. I actually forgot to put a, a call out for questions this oh, that's week. Right. But I had We're, a couple. Uh, getting short on time. I know exactly right. So let's have a look. What we got this week? Okay, so we got one from Blake. Yes, Blake up in uh, up in Brisbane. Yeah, uh, a Patreon. Yep. G'day, Blake. Good how are you, mate? Hope, hope you're, uh, yeah, hope you're, hope doing, you're well. doing okay up, up there in uh, in lockdown. Yeah, man. Um, okay, so Blake says, "Hope you hope you're doing well." Yeah, we are. We're yeah, thanks, not Blake. in lockdown. <laughs> seeing as Brizzy is since since uh, seeing as Brizzy is in this lockdown, as is most of the country right now, except Melbourne. Mm-hmm. In Tasmania, Hobart. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is most of the country right now, what recommendations do you have for a little for little hidden gems? Can be movie, TV shows, books, whatever you want. Mm. You keep you, up the great work. Thanks, Blake. Appreciate it, as always. Um, sorry, go on. You had a few things you want to say? Yeah, well, those three we were talking about before. If you've not seen them, yeah, get onto them. I mean, for for lockdown stuff, I like like to sort of watch. TV series because you yeah, can because yeah. you got so much time. Yeah. It's no use just recommending a movie, I yeah. reckon. Um, uh, so you know Ray Donovan. If you've mm-hmm. not seen Ray Donovan, mm-hmm. 
You've got to get it yeah. and watch it. It is yeah. awesome. Uh-huh. Breaking Bad, most people Everyone's have seen Breaking seen Bad yeah. and The Sopranos because yeah. a lot of people still haven't seen The Sopranos. Yeah. There are three fantastic ones, but a couple others that I thought about. One was Californication yeah. with uh, David, David Covney. Covney yeah. Fantastic show. Yeah. Sort of a um, an adult adult sitcom mm. drama yeah. sort of thing. It was it was big at the time, but it's one that I feel like has didn't have legs. It yeah. was like seven seasons or something. Yeah, something, something like that. I mean, it, it petered out a bit towards the end we of it. We haven't watched it all. We've only watched the first few seasons. Yeah, but yeah. the first four or five seasons were Terrific. fantastic. Really they good. were really, really good. And the other one was Flight of the Concords. Mm. If you've not seen Flight of the yeah. Concords, it is offbeat. Yeah. And it is awesome. It Kiwi. is fantastic. Couple of key, sure. couple of Kiwis, yeah. Jermaine Clement and Brett, um, whose surname is yeah, and uh, <laughs> what's the, the the manager's name? Murray. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, what's his name? Reese Rice. Uh, uh, I was going to say E fans, but that's that British no, no, guy. No, that's the yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Rice Joe. No, um, I can, I'm going to pull it up. Flight of the Concords. Uh, Jermaine came at Brett McKenzie, of course. McKenzie, that's right. And um, what? I thought I clicked on it. Flight. Oh, there it is. And. Um, Rice Darby. Rice Darby. Kristen Schaal right. was in that as well. Arch yeah, that's Barker. Right. Arch yes, Barker. he was too. Yeah, he was Dave. Yeah. He worked at like the uh, the porn shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, no. So, yeah, so if you, if you haven't seen Flight. Such a great little show. It's, it doesn't, there's not too many episodes though, is two there? Two seasons, like 20 episodes or something, yeah. I think. 22 episodes, yeah. It's so good. It is awesome. Yeah, I think, if I'm not wrong, Taika Waititi was involved. I think he wrote a number of episodes for that. Oh, okay. It was created by James Bobbin, who who did the Muppets movies. Oh, right. Um, it was also written by. Oh, it was created by James Bobbin, Jermaine Clement, and Brett McKenzie. Now, Brett actually did the the um, music for one of the Muppets movies, or both of them, I think, the recent ones. But I'm sure Taika Waititi. Up. Not sure. Yeah, he wrote four episodes. Oh, he directed say, four shows. I was going to say it's really his sort of. Yeah, he directed four episodes and wrote two. Well, that's 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 the other one. The 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 one that Tiger did the um the vampire one. Oh yeah, the film. The um, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the series yet though. You've watched some. of the I've series. I've watched some of the series. Yeah, yeah, it didn't really hold me for yeah. too long, but it was it was good. I mean, um, my older brother he loved it. Yeah, he absolutely loved mm. it. Um. I enjoyed it, mm. but I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. I only watched probably maybe three or four episodes of it. Yeah. So yeah. And what cool. have you got? I've got a couple of books. I want to read some books this week. Oh, okay. Because I felt like if I every time someone says, "Give me your hidden gems," and I'm sure Blake has asked before, and I'm always like spraying the same fucking three or four movies or shows yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I thought we're on this topic of books. And I thought I'm going to recommend a couple of my favourites that have also been written by someone famous. Uh, this is one of my favourite novels of all time. It's called oh, The yeah, Pleasure yeah. of My Company. I've read it, I reckon, three times. I'm not a rereader. I don't reread books. I've read this at least three times. I got the audio book. I've listened to the audio book a number of times, which was read by the author, who is, of course, a comedic idol of mine, Steve Martin. Um, and it is one of the greatest pieces of anything I've ever I've ever read. It is funny. It is sweet. It's charming. It is very, it's got drama in there. Uh, did I say the name of the book? It's called The Pleasure of My Company. And when you read it, you imagine you're watching a, a classic Steve Martin movie from like the 1980s or 1990s and you picture him in your head 
Uh, the synopsis, basically, D- Daniel P. Can Cambridge, 30, 35, 38 or 27, depending on how he feels that day, <laughs> is a young man whose life is rich and full, provided he never leaves his Santa Monica apartment. After all, outside there are eight-inch high curbs and there's always the horrible chance he might see a gas station attendant wearing a blue hat. <laughs> so except for the occasional trip to the local pharmacy to admire the California girl Zandy and to buy earplugs just because they're a bargain, he stays home a lot. And a good thing too, or he never would have been falsely implicated in a murder, never almost seduced Philippa, never competed the impossible task of jogging around the block with Brian, never ironed his pillows, and he might never have won the most average American contest. It's so good. It's such just a really charming book. Well, that, that, that just reminded me, seeing Steve, Steve Martin, yeah. he did a film on one of, yeah. on one of his books called oh, Shop right, yeah. Girl. Yeah, yeah, it was a novella, yeah. Now, that was a really good film as well. Yeah, yeah. And I've just pulled it up. Pulled it up. It's only got a, it's got like a six point three rating on IMDb. Very good. But it's a fantastic film. Jason I Schwartzman? It, yeah, yeah, I rate it much Claire higher Dane? than that. Claire, Claire Danes. Danes, yeah. yeah. So good. Um, so yeah, that yeah was Steve a, Martin, Claire Danes, Jason Schwartzman. That was a little novella that he wrote, yeah. And yeah, this one... this one, was a fantastic film. This one here is only 163 pages. The text yeah. is pretty large. Yeah. Easy to read. Such a good book. He was talking about doing it as a... You imagine him in this film. He's, well, see, I could, I could imagine that as a... Oh, absolutely. As a movie. And he's... A bit of a bit aged out of that role now. Yeah, uh, but he was talking about well, this. I'm talking maybe even ten years ago. He was floating around the idea of doing it with Ashton Kutcher in the lead, who oh, I feel yeah, like cool. is probably a bit, maybe even a bit older for it now as well. Uh, but I'd love to see them do that as a film some point because yeah. it's so good. it's such a good book. I also recommend another one. This one's called My French Whore. <laughs> this one's written by Gene Wilder, and it is <laughs> terrific. Again, it's funny. It's got drama. It's uh, it's sweet. It's tender. It's called My French Whore: A Love Story. Oh cool. Um, Gene Wilder, of course, yep. Billy Wonka, started in Blazing Saddles and all those great um, classic comedies uh, with Mel Brooks and all that. Uh, the synopsis for this: Heartbroken by the discovery that his wife no longer loves him, shy young railway employee Paul Peachy leaves his small town existence behind and boards ship for the trenches of France. It's 1918 and the pendulum of war has swung decisively in the Allies' favour, but when Peachy is captured by a desperate enemy patrol in no man's land, it seems that his life's about to come to a brutal end. A fluent German speaker, Peachy's only chance of survival is to convince his captors that he is none other than their famous spy, Harry Stroller. For a while, he is feted as a hero by the enemy top brass and gains access to a previously unimagined world of luxury and extravagance. But when Peachy falls in love with a beautiful French courtesan named Annie... He's driven to commit a supreme act of courage that will change both their lives forever. Mm, sounds good. Which would be another great one that yeah. would be a great film. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I love that. I love yeah. His writing is so good. I've got a number of his books. He's written a number of like short story co- uh, compilation stuff. He's so good. Such a great writer, as is Steve Martin. I'd recommend both of those. I thought it was a bit on topic with movies, and mm. particularly with the Tarantino thing coming out as well. So yeah. if you, if you, I know Blake is a big reader. If you can track down both of those books, get on it. Yeah, so good, so much fun. Well, if you like, see, I only I only ever read biographies. I don't yeah. really get into fiction, as you know. Um, and there are a lot of there are a lot of good um, biographies mm-hmm. that that I've read yeah. that I could recommend him. But this, you know, I'd have to think about yeah. it and, and go through. But Kelsey Grammer and the Kelsey Grammer one's fantastic. Bra- yeah. Brett Brett Butler, yeah, was a that. was a really good one. Mm. Um, and uh, what's his name, Tim. Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Yeah, Tim yeah. Allen was good. Don't Paul, stand too Paul, close to a naked man. That's right. That's, that's what it's called, one. yeah. Uh, Paul Reiser did a really good yeah, one. Yeah. So there's a lot of really good 
Yeah. You know, really good um, biographies. Steve Martin well. did one, which was great. Yeah. Really good. Um, but yeah, so like yeah. The, that movie, that movie as well, Shop Girl. Actually, I can. Shop Girl. I can recommend. Actually, I just thought Carl. Any of the Carl Pilkington books are fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. Anything I've, Carl. I've touches. read all of his books. He's done like, uh, like if you're familiar with him from Idiot Abroad, he did a bunch of like travel diaries, which kind of expand on the show. Well, it's, well, it's another thing if he, if he, if he, you know, if Blake hasn't watched things like Idiot, Idiot Abroad, Abroad, yeah. <laughs> Life's just, too short with... Um, oh, yeah, most I, definitely. I feel like that's... It's a Ricky Gervais show. He's in it a little bit, yep. but it stars uh, Warwick Davis. Yep. And it is the fucking funniest, one of the funniest yep. things ever. Each episode has a different celebrity guest yep. star. Liam Neeson comes in, and that is one of the funniest scenes I've ever yep. heard in my life. Liam Neeson comes in, he's like, I want to learn improv. Yeah, he's yeah. like, let's improv. And they're like, all right. Him and Ricky are like, all right, let's try out some improv. And then everything that Liam Neeson says just really dark. He's like, I've got cancer. He's like, yeah. no, no, that's, not, that's fucking funny. And then Johnny Depp comes in one and he hires Warwick to be his little dwarf because he's going to play a dwarf right. in a movie. That's has right. him in the toilet. And it's just <laughs> funny. Check it out. I feel like that's like one of the Ricky Gervais shows that is a little yeah. more obscure. Yeah. So funny. Two, well, too short, one season. Yeah. One, two, two. One season, I think. Maybe two seasons two. and a special. Yeah. As, he, as Ricky Gervais always does. So the, funny, the funniest scene when he was trying to get the book or trophy or something off, oh, the, off the bookshelf. And poor little Warwick Davis is scaling the bookshelf <laughs> trying to get the book. But it's just, it's just, yeah, it's so just Warwick Davis taking the piss out of his, yeah, so good. Out of his uh, size. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, a fantastic show. So good, yeah. So that's a whole bunch of stuff that will keep you yeah. going through the um, through the, yeah. the lockdown. So get on the all, mate. Thanks again for listening to the Best of the Daily Down Under Podcast 2021. We'll be back with another Best of compilation next week. Hope to join you on the next one. Until then, take care.